Hello and welcome to today's podcast, The Rise of the Industrial Edge and Why It Matters, presented by Dell Technologies. My name is Stephen Fennick. I'm a longtime tech journalist and regular TV and radio commentator. And yes, I'm a former Rabbitohs player. With me today to tell you all about industrial edge computing and why it matters is Adam LaPelbert, Senior Director, Systems Engineering with Dell Technologies based in Sydney. Adam is married with a daughter and when not working, you can find him at the beach or out in his new boat. When not in a global pandemic, Adam enjoys travelling to different countries with his family and loves experiencing different cultures. Edge computing is all about having computing resources outside data centres, close to where data is being generated. It's become very important with the rise of the Internet of Things, IoT, because these things generate lots of data, much of it redundant. So you don't want to send all that data to a distant data centre for processing. And a lot of IoT is not just about monitoring. The data generated by IoT sensors is analysed and used to control, for example, industrial processes in real time. The time taken to send that data all the way to a distant data centre, analyse it and send instructions back can be just too great. He'll tell us more about edge computing and how it is evolving in today's podcast. Before we get started, we'd like to thank our sponsor, VMware. Adam, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Stephen. Great to meet you. There seems to be some confusion about exactly what is meant by the network edge. I've seen small box-sized computing units described as edge technology and huge, almost container-sized boxes of computing power. Are these all really edge devices? Absolutely, they are, Stephen. What I'd start with in terms of edge definition, uh, I think you, you mentioned it earlier, it's really any process or capability that sits and resides outside of the orderly confines of a data center. So it can be many things to many different people, in fact. The small box or the large box, absolutely. But where I would bring it to, it's where the digital and physical worlds intersect. And in terms of you brought up a really good point, it's, it, it is about information and data, and it is about the immediacy of being able to process that data. From my perspective, it's for two reasons. The first one is for automation purposes, which we'll talk to. Uh, but the other one is for deeper business intelligence or insights, whether that's for a corporate use case or whether that's for a government requirement. Those two categories would be the main fields that I would categorize. Um, in terms of definition, the only other bit that I would add to that is it is similar to cloud. We debated the definition of cloud for many, many, many years, and we still do. I would say that it's more about what edge means to a specific organization or a specific government agency. Back in 2009, IDC was predicting an 800% increase in the number of apps running at the edge. What industries and use cases are driving this? Yeah, I'll just add a little bit of context before I get to the, the, the specific answer to your question. Uh, the first part I would add is for Australian context. Australia is a really large landmass, which we all know. Uh, we've got a moderate population on a large landmass. And we also have global leadership in certain verticals and industries. Uh, you know, the first that come to mind are areas like mining and natural resources uh, and also agriculture. So those are important distinctions when we start to look at where are we going to be applying 
uh, edge capabilities. There are also some trends that are taking place. There is a move from integrating operational technologies into information technology frameworks and platforms. So that's one. The other one I mentioned earlier, the, the goal and design point of creating and generating automation at the edge, as well as business intelligence and insight. There is another element, and that's the pandemic. So the pandemic is absolutely accelerating the ability to automate, because automate means removing human interaction from a process. So the pandemic is actually accelerating the goal of edge. Uh, the other piece that I would add in terms of context would be that I'm just adding on some of the data points that you brought up. Uh, it's predicted that 75% of the world's data will be created and generated at the edge by 2025. So getting to the, you know, the answer to your question around the industries and use cases, the first and leading ones within Australia are natural resources. So what I would add, and then you can extrapolate this out to other industries, those industries that are highly distributed with expensive and large capital-based equipment that is open to automating the, their processes. So Mining was a natural target, and the benefit for Australia being a leading mining country is that we are already down that path of generating the benefits of edge. You can extend that into agriculture. So when we look at uh, where things will be applied from an edge use case, mining, agriculture, utilities organizations, government, so in healthcare as well as defense, uh, and definitely retail. Uh, in terms of use cases uh, that you asked, uh, again, it would be automation. Automation is the big one. Removal of human interaction from a process. Uh, safety and security is another big one. Uh, we've also got training. So the advent of uh, augmented reality will require edge capabilities for that to come to reality. Um, and we're, we've also got a green mind now. So environmental use cases and reducing our footprint will be critical moving forward. There are some of the bigger concepts for us. Uh, it's well known that cars will be the more advanced version of Edge as well. Will some organizations gain competitive advantage by embracing Edge computing? Like what sort of organizations might, might those be? Short answer is yes, absolutely. So um, the, I, I would split edge capabilities again into a couple of further areas to answer the, 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 the competitive advantage question. The first one is uh, becoming operationally mature. So better at your competitors at executing on your given industry. Again, I'm going to come back to mining mainly because it's the most advanced in this area within this country. Our ability, is not, our ability to compete on a world stage is not just dependent on the resources that exist within Australia. It's our ability to find them and extract them and then transport them to where they're going to be used. That's operational effectiveness or efficiency. That comes back to edge. Our ability to automate processes to make it efficient to identify, extract resources, and then transport them is critical. So the first comment I'd make is whether you're in manufacturing, which hopefully does come back to Australia, whether you're in mining or whether you're in any industry within Australia, even agriculture, your efficiency at creating a yield, so that's the product that you have, can be used for competitive advantage. So just coming back to, um, back to the mining example, in that scenario, our competitive advantage is that we can create 
a ton of a given natural resource at a better cost than any other country. It's not that other countries do not have that product. It's that we can create it at a better cost. So that gives us a competitive advantage. The second element, so that's the operational efficiency or effectiveness. The next piece of this is new capabilities. So where are we creating new? And I'd actually use another example that I've seen in Australia. Most people would say that um, building is building. A building is not building. I've seen buildings being created from 3D printing. So when we do need to reimagine what is possible and what is capable. So in each industry, in each vertical, in each company or in each government sector, we do need a culture that challenges what is possible in terms of automating and creating new business models. So I would, you know, on that point, I would say, so it's summarized two points, operational e efficiency, as well as new products and capabilities. Adam, do organizations need to act today and investigate edge computing to make sure they don't get left behind? I'll give you another short answer again. Yes, absolutely. Um, so we just touched on the productivity equation. I think what we do know about a global economy is that uh, competitive comes back to how efficient your business model is. So I would say the first element, it's, it's imperative that people become the most productive, their most productive version of themselves in whatever industry they're in. Uh, the next one I would highlight would be on that safety and security area. Um, and that's particularly relevant with what we've seen over the past 12 months with the pandemic. On the safety and security side, uh, particularly the safety, uh, the ability to introduce things like computer vision in order to track, monitor, and manage the right numbers of people in the right locations will be important. The ability to pick up uh, people's temperature via thermal monitoring uh, will be important. And I think that we have seen signs of that. Uh, with where we are today, I should expect, and I would expect this will push further into our lives. So your local mall, your local shopping center, when you walk through the city in Perth or in Brisbane or in Sydney or in Melbourne. So more of these technologies will be brought closer to where we live and exist in order to keep us safe and secure. Um, the other one, again, I, I briefly touched on it, but the new business model, there will always be someone, a startup that is eager to find the new business model. So if those that are mature and entrenched in their industries do not have that culture of reimagining the new business model, they will be under threat. And the last one I would give in terms of why should people act, it is definitely, we have a green conscience now. I think that it is imperative on all of us to make sure that we have the smallest possible footprint uh, left behind. Before edge computing became popular, most data was held and processed either in a secure corporate data centers or secure cloud facilities. How are the security issues with having data scattered around in less secure edge environments being addressed? So the first, the first uh, thing I'd say on the security piece is uh, it, will re it will remain one of the top priorities for all business leaders uh, and all technology leaders uh, for, for the foreseeable future. Um, having said that, it has already, already been a top priority for organizations and government agencies for many, many years. So I would say the building blocks are there. Security in general has gone through a little bit of a, a, a 180 degree turn, and that is that we moved from block, blocking and preventing uh, people from doing certain things to a, a model that allows trust. So it's built on trust and zero day architectures. 
The other piece that I would add when we talk around security is organizations have already become used to and familiar with a highly distributed technology environment, namely their people. So in a company that has 100 people that work for them or 50,000 in the case of some of the large businesses in Australia, they are used to dealing with a distributed technology environment that has many access points. A small fact or data point is that 95% of breaches into an organization exist or start from an individual or a person. So the introduction or acceleration of edge is not going to increase that, although it will require uh, continued and sustained focus to make sure that it does not become an exposure point. There are also certain technologies uh, that have come about that are allowing uh, the edge capabilities uh, to increase. And those are things like uh, virtualized networks. It allows you to segment and isolate traffic and it moves you towards this trust model rather than the block model. So generally speaking, security, I think that we are already on the right path to accommodate for the acceleration in edge services. How does IT monitor and manage a distributed network of edge computing resources? Yeah, similar to security, what I'd say on this element uh, is that it does require, when, from a, a technology strategy perspective, when we look at accommodating for edge, the first thing we should do is how do we extend the frameworks and strategies that we already have in place and have been pursuing? And we, we touched on the security piece. It is similar to the monitoring and management of edge capabilities. So common in technology circles is the discussion around cloud operating models. So cloud is not disconnected from Edge. Edge is an extension of cloud. So what I would encourage people to do is when they are looking at their, their other corporate-wide technology strategies is in the case of cloud, you accommodate for cloud to stretch to Edge. And what that means is that you're introducing and implementing a framework. Cloud operating models are around how do you implement automation and orchestration in order to govern services. Edge is just an extension of that. So when we look at cloud, I would encourage people to implement cloud operating models that extend to Edge. This will allow you to ensure consistency of service first and foremost, but also it will allow you to standardize on how you're running your technology services. Also in data centers, you have redundant systems and backup power. If edge computing starts to play a critical role, how do you ensure continuity in, in such a distributed architecture? Yeah, good question. Um, I'll, I'll bring it back. So uh, redundancy and availability. Uh, so I, I would focus on the availability element for redundancy. So from a, a, a business perspective, the target or design state or desired state is the highest level of availability for the service that is running, uh, plus reliability. Uh, and that is why edge is important. So if you give the example of a car, the ability for an automated car, that is a driverless car, the ability to improve availability for that decision is to localize the decision making and not have it rely on needing to go back to a central location. So you're removing points of failure. So the first comment I'd make is uh, bring it back to availability. Edge is about improving availability. Having said that, as especially in Australia, we have quite harsh conditions and we touched on Australia being a really large geographical mass, a land, land mass. 
So we will need to look at more the environmental conditions to maintain availability. So those are things like power, temperature, uh, and physical space. We're putting technology in places that technology has not been before, on the side of the road, in a cupboard, on the side of uh, a green box on the side of the road. I think you mentioned at the beginning of this uh, podcast, but it'll be in lots of new locations in outside of controlled environments. So that will need a little bit of focus in terms of controlling the environmentals. It will also mean technology providers like Dell Technologies need to re-engineer products to exist and operate out in these environments. In recent years, IT departments have had to learn a whole lot of new skills to manage cloud computing resources. Is edge computing going to create a whole new set of challenges? Yeah, as we've been, so short answer, yes and no on this one. Uh, I would say that the yes uh, is new capability. So we talked around reimagining, reimagining new business models. Those are new capabilities. Those will require more business process automation skills within the business. Uh, it will require things like application development. Those organizations that become most mature at generating new capabilities at the edge that provide competitive differentiation and a competitive advantage, it will likely rely on new skills around application development and some of those business process automation skills. The no element of that equation is back to security and back to cloud skills. Uh, these are extensions. So I would, ex I would suggest to people they extend existing technology strategies in the areas of security, in the areas of cloud operating models, and then complement those with new skills and capabilities. At a country level, Australia will find, and I do believe we will hit shortages in the areas of data science, application development, as well as cyber skills, which we are already seeing. Has edge computing matured to the point where training and certification in edge skills are available? And if not, do you see this happening? Uh, this would be one of the ones I'd say that we have begun the change. I think that we will need to accelerate it as these skills uh, accelerate in terms of demand. But we have seen universities and educators starting to shift and apply a lot more focus on STEM subjects. So that is the first step at accelerating some of these skills and certifications, uh, but it will need to accelerate. I think that there is an opportunity for deeper and integrate, I'd call it an infusion of uh, traditional skills and new skills. So traditional skills could be something around law or could be around medicine. New skills combined with some of these digital and technology skills infused together. Because what we are finding is that traditional industries are becoming more technical in their implementation and operation. So I think the infusion side of our education process would need to change as well. Adam, I've seen a lot of references to edge computing and 5G. What's the connection there? Why is edge computing important for 5G and vice versa? So I'd say they're related. Uh, they're not dependent on one another. Uh, they are in parallel. Now, when we look at edge, I'll give a few examples to try and make the point. Uh, an edge example where you're automating processes on a farm, in a hospital, on a mine site, or in a factory won't need edge. There isn't any need for communication back to a 5G network. When we get to more advanced use cases, where it's even more distributed than those examples, and it's mobile, 
the automated car, autonomous car, that's the perfect example. You will need 5G. So you will need high bandwidth. You will need high speed. You will need that 5G network to start executing on the more advanced version of edge capability. So when we look at uh, where 5G will be required, so that's why I say it's in parallel. It's not dependent, although some of these more advanced use cases will be dependent on it. Uh, you're looking at where, um, again, I would call it the immediacy of the use of that data and information in a mobile environment. You will require 5G networks. The other element with 5G, I would just generally speak to telecommunications companies. They will become uh, front and center in all edge use cases. And why? They have the network. So if you look within Australia, uh, the people that have all the pipes, pits, tunnels, and cabinets on the side of the road are our telecommunications companies, and namely Telstra being the, the big one in Australia. So they will become front and center. I think, as you saw occur 10 or 20 years ago when we centralized services, we saw the, the build of public providers around AWS, around Microsoft Azure, around Google. We centralized for years. Now we're decentralizing. So the telecom providers are in a really good position to be able to help particularly in Australia with that large landmass and moderate population. Adam, what's a key takeaway you'd like listeners to take from today's session? The first one I'd say is culture. Um, so we will need to make sure that we have a culture uh, within organisations within Australia that will challenge, uh, challenge existing process to improve it. So that's the first one. And, and the next big one is change. The culture for change. Australia is in a very good and unique position for some of the reasons that I've shared. Uh, we are leaders in certain industries and verticals. And if we have a culture of challenging and changing business models, we will be in an even stronger position in years to come. So cultural elements, I'd say, would be first. And the next one, and it's linked to that culture of challenging and changing, uh, diversification of your skills. So when you look inside each company or government agency, what are the skills that you're carrying that support that changing culture? So that will need to be looked at by business leaders around the country. The other one I would say is start. Um, so with all things, uh, start small. Pick a business process in a factory, on a remote site, in your retail store, and start. I think um, the worst thing that we can do in technology, technology is about there's a version of experimentation without introducing risk. It's about fine-tuning the process in order to get to a better outcome. So I'd say start the process. Start with your existing technology strategies around cloud, security, and data science, and make sure that they accommodate and extend to edge use cases. And the last one, I'd just say that you know, in terms of you know, Dell Technologies, I think from our perspective, uh, we see that Edge, and as has been confirmed by yourself and Gartners and others, that Edge is not here, is here to stay, sorry. Uh, and we are reimagining the products that we take to market. So when we take new products into the market, they are able to operate within the extreme conditions of Australia. They can go down to zero degrees Celsius or they can go up to 50 degrees Celsius. They can cope with unclean environments, dust. So that reimagining of our product portfolio began several years ago. So you can expect more of that from our side as well as VMware. 
Uh, together, we think that uh, along with our partners, uh, that edge space is a very interesting one. And that's all we have time for today. Thanks to Adam for some very valuable insights. If you'd like to learn more about edge networking, visit www.delltechnologies.com forward slash servers. Thank you once again to our sponsor, VMware. Thanks for listening. Goodbye and have a great day.